13th floor. The 13th floor. Alright, man, let's ride. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Even when you're in the darkest corner of the show, the views are still amazing. Mike D. Yes, sir. What's happening, baby? Rude, dog. Rude to the brothers. Yo, I want to give a, uh, I want to send prayers to Z, Zerion Simpson. You my dog. Love you, team. Be well. He was in a very, very tragic motorcycle accident. He is, and it sounds like he's in critical condition, but we are praying, praying for his full recovery, speedy recovery. We with you, dog. Rue. Now, Mike. I need Sir. you to pass some of that light on to BJ, man, because he over I'm there. trying to, man. I'm trying to get some of this light off. BJ, what's happening? All good, baby. All good. We're here for another day. Let's make it happen again tomorrow. Another. Wait, let's make it happen again tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, we're here one more day. Take it one day at a time, baby. That's okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I've never heard that before. That's new. I got to add that to the bag. Jiggy J Days, what's happening, baby? What's going on, player? Another beautiful day in paradise, man. We're living life. Hopefully the listeners can't smell your shoes, man. All right. No. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, but they can they can see these views though. That's the light. You see that smile? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> That's the light though. Don't I, I can't take credit for that. That's my lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Faison, what's happening, baby, with the Miami you own? Oh man, representing representing well. Hey man, uh, twelve day. What is it? Fifteen days, baby. Fifteen days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen yeah, days to hurricane season. I can't well, wait. The flag out. The flag will be rotation. The, the hurricane I, and the Eagles. <laughs> I actually think college football is going to be interesting this year. I think Alabama going to lose two games. I haven't looked at anybody's schedule, and I haven't looked past September second for the Canes because that is going to be the make or break for the season. Um, nah. All right. If they don't go out LSU, um, we got um, the highest. Percentage we're ranked number eight right now, right? right. In a preseason, but yeah. we got we the polls got us winning percentage wise every single game, winning out, even yeah. the winning FS, out, even winning FSU out. with their quarterback coming back. We got the um, FSU was like 62 yeah. percent chance. Um, I think the next high, the lowest after that was the not Virginia Tech, it might have been Virginia Tech. Man, I don't like Virginia Man, we Tech. ain't beat Virginia in I don't know how long, bro. Like, I don't know. The school's all right, but, man, that athletic department, I don't like them at all. Shout but out perc- to Percentage-wise, they got us winning out the whole so all games, much, baby. But, man, they're tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough on there. I make, yeah. I make sure to rock my UM uh, jersey or my UM polo that day just to be sure. But yo, the one, the one they gotta watch out for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call in it now, and y'all can call me later on in the season. Is that FIU game? Only because. Hold on, 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 hold on. What happened every year when we we got something like that? Them boy, the last time we played FIU, everybody know. Remember what happened, right? Yeah, we got to the fight. I remember. I was, I was in. Was I in the stands? I was in the stands. Cause and why did that happen? Cause them boys at FIU. <laughs> Cause them people at FIU, them boys are Saudi. They never made it on the team. Yeah, you know. Him. So they got, they, got they, they, go, lose, right? they coming out with a chip on their shoulder. You know when them <laughs> boys play with a chip on their shoulder? We got to come out strong for oh, the get-go. Oh, man. We going to get their best goal. We, we if, they, best if they come out slipping to sleep in the first few minutes, they better watch out. Listen, man, Rick got to come out I got faith in my boys. Rick got to come out there with the mentality. Kill a mosquito, 
with an axe. I'm talking about first quarter. I'm throwing bomb after bomb, dropping bombs. Like, it's bombs over Baghdad. It's like Desert Storm all over again, man. We need to blow them out. Blow them out. Hey, man. I'm getting excited, man. It's that time of year again. It is, man. And I just hooked up my TV thanks to on. I got my sports ready. I got my movies back right and my TV show. So, cutting the cord, baby. If you ain't there already, you better get there. Hey, can you get the uh can you get the NFL network or like the red zone on one of them sticks? I'm gonna talk to you after the podcast. On oh, one of them sticks. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. That's a that's a conversation <laughs> after the conversation. That's a conversation after the conversation. But right now, we gotta talk about how the proud advertisement. I, proud I am of this neighborhood that I live in, man. I saw something a couple of days ago that warmed my heart and actually made me stop and think about the fact that I actually live in a black neighborhood. Oh. So I was on my way home, and it's been increasingly black since we moved in three years ago. Hmm. Um, it's a lot of Africans, and it's mixed. You know, we got some Caucasians in, some Latinos in, but it's majority black folks over here. But uh, I was on my way home from work Friday, and I'm driving, and I happened to see a lemonade stand on the corner. Four young ladies of varying yes. ages. Probably the oldest one was probably about 11 or 12. The youngest one was probably about six or seven. And they was out there kicking it, had their little paper lemonade signs and everything. I actually got a couple pictures in a video I got to post on the, um, on Instagram. But um, I rolled past and they was flagging me down, flagging me down. I was like, dang, man, I want to stop. But I got to get home first. But I get home, I pick Chris up, we go back out there, man, and we pay $5 for like an 18-ounce cup of lemonade or whatever and, and kick it with them. I mean, they was only charging a dollar, but I, all I had was five, and I was like, I'm not going to take this change. So I had what they, what, they, what they deserve. But, man, like, it was, it was really beautiful. I was so proud of those young ladies for getting out there and getting it, um, you know, just having that mindset early and the parents. It wasn't any parents with them. They were old enough to be out there. But the parents to be trusting enough of the neighborhood. And these are things that were reminiscent of how I was when I was growing up because we used to be in other neighborhoods, like, all over the place at this age. Mm -hmm. So to have that comfort level and them to be out there and on the entrepreneurial groove at such an early age is like wow man this is what i want to see this is how we should be raising our kids no doubt, it, was, it was amazing i just left the networking event today actually uh i left the networking event and it was a 14 year old girl there she got two businesses she got yeah. a business a, um a t-shirt business and then she got a uh a business where she like brings i think fifth graders together fifth african-american uh, fifth grade girls and just teach them about self-love and i'm like yo you 14 so I'm just like, yo, like definitely, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. I think it's just a generational change that's going on, man. It's a mindset. It's a mindset shift, man. And it starts with the the surroundings they're in, whether it's the parents, whether it's neighbors, whether it's something. It's, it's just that surrounding. And you put that into their mind. And once they get an idea, that goes. And letting them run with it, man. It's freaking exactly. awesome. Like, Cause my daughter been asking to do the lemonade stand for a while. But we was just all of the mindsets like, man, let's do something like that's a little bit more modern because I thought it was an antiquated way of trying to raise money. You know, I'm thinking, OK, we, you make these bracelets, you know, you're doing the slime thing. We can figure out something that's a little bit more creative than just your, your general lemonade stand. But now she didn't seen this. Now it's like, so, daddy, when when are we going to set this table up? <laughs> when are we going to get this country time? What's up? <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is that with the lemonade stand, you can teach a lot. With Absolutely. that, I mean, there's there's no cost of goods. There's no there inventory. There's the supply and demand. You know, uh, just the, the the handling cash. You can even have them use some of those apps, Square apps, or 
you know, other kind of apps for payments. They don't have cash. Mm-hmm. So all those things, it's just, that's a good start for them. And it's simple. I mean, the loss is, if you do have any loss, you can do, does she want to do fresh squeeze, have a lower yield, or should she want to buy her a powder? What's her choice? And does she want to understand the quality of that? If she buys this, it's going to be only charge, but so much, because it's not a premium. So you're not even making her think exactly. like an adult or all those things. So yeah, I mean, the braces and slimes are, are cool things, but lemonade stand is, is hard work. It's, and it's also like, you know, adult thinking like that's ceo thinking because there's so much more goes into it than just lemonade and the sugar like that she want to do honey instead of sugar like she has all the decisions to make that's so yeah. let's just throw some fresh strawberries in there. exactly you know what i mean have a little, yeah. little lemon on top of the cup for everybody to take or she's going to not do like there's something she wants to do like where are you starting and how are you going to get to the end of goal those girls down the street country time we do fresh squeeze exactly <laughs> you know what i mean I put mint leaves in my lemonade. I don't know what they do. <laughs> and these are the these are the skills that for so many years have been overlooked. Like it's great to see young kids doing this. It doesn't matter again where they come from, what community it is. It's just that the entrepreneurial spirit and teach them like you don't have to go work for somebody to make it. You can start your own thing. Like I was on a um, I'm gonna shout out real quick. We talking about this real quick. One of my um. Homegirls I went to high school with, her son, um, I've been following her on Instagram for years, and she started posting last week. Her son came with his 11, yeah, same age as my son, um, came with an idea he wanted to do something his own. He started buying blank hats and patches mm-hmm. and making his own designs and everything called Honey Be Free. Um, so shout out to him. Um, he's going to find the different kind of pouches he's customizing and selling them for like twenty dollars a pop and people are buying them like really? custom made hat cut patches all over the place and he's doing his thing so make sure to shout out to him real quick i'm gonna try to find his um instagram and shout back in a few minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah man tell him uh come on to the show man i like to talk to the young entrepreneur right, man see right. how he got into business and everything maybe he can sponsor the 13th floor right. see <laughs> shout out shout it with the hats Easy, easy. Real quick, real quick. Let me just jump in here before we uh, slide on to the next subject. I do got a quick question, y'all. What I don't know if this is a segment or this is just a legit question. What uh, what would y'all do, right? So, I got I got a next door neighbor, right? Y'all remember the, the Nickelodeon show? What would you do? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh snap! Oh snap! Right, well, this ain't that. But, um, <laughs> but what you got, G? But no. Uh, so. I got a next door neighbor, right? Cool people, cool people. I got this uh, whole family. You got to start the conversation out like that. Right, right. They cool, cool people, whole family. They got kids and everything, right? But so, <laughs> it's more so, good. Uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm meal prepping for the week and everything. So I get a, a, a ring at the door, like ding dong. Okay, what's going on? He said, "Hey, yo, did you eat yet? I got this. Uh, I got this food in here. We know we've been cooking everything like that. Just trying to see if you ate." I'm like, no, I didn't eat yet. You know, if you don't mind, that's dope. So, you know, exchange the food. He like, I appreciate you, all that good jazz. And uh, I think about it for a second. I'm like, hmm, I, I took the food, but it's sitting there. And I'm like, I kind of seen the inside of their house. Like, I ain't never been in there, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I like, they had a door open sometimes. And I like, I can see the inside. And it's oh. not the uh, clean, cleanly, cleaniest. Mm. I don't even know what that's a word. But um, <laughs> I don't think it's a word either. But clean is the house. So I'm just like, okay, so, so what would y'all do? Like, would y'all? I, I took it already, so I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna give it back. Does it smell good? What is it? 
That was my second question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, it was macaroni and cheese. Hell no. Nah, everybody oh, never know. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Hell no. Nah. So, 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 so it's macaroni and cheese. Is have you seen BJ's mac- macaroni and cheese? Barbecue chicken, you can mess BJ, up. we got to find that picture of the macaroni and cheese you made that one time. If it don't look like that, I'm probably not going to. I got it. Maybe I got to send y'all a picture first. What is, what is that? Like? Mac and cheese. They got string beans on there. I think they had oh, some yeah. ribs. Mm. I mean, it looked like they threw they. It looked look good, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, first question. First I question I got. Because <laughs> I'm waiting on you. What y'all think? First look. question. Do they have cats? No, they got a dog. Dog named Chico. Little dog. Okay, okay. I, can, I can do a dog. If if people got cats, so I can't. I'm sorry. That's just hey, a personal man, thing. Whoa! <laughs> right, right. That's right. That, that's a per- Okay, so let me let me preface that. Let me preface that. That's my first question when I when somebody makes food because not everybody has boundaries for their cats. And cats climb up on everything. Exactly. So, like, I know art, and I know how art is, so I don't have a problem with it. Like, Puss was never a question if they were going to do something. Because I know art sets boundaries, and, like, no, you ain't going to... Art is a cleanly person. If you can look behind this, behind him right now, look how neat and stuff, it, right, stuff right. is in. Yeah. It sets boundaries. Well, Some people don't set boundaries for cats. So that's my number one question. If they have cats, I'm probably not going to eat it. First question. Okay. That's the first thing. Okay. So <laughs> he didn't even so, the mac and cheese tastes good. He just said, you got a cat. I'm, I'm just saying, like, just, like, would y'all, if, if y'all have seen the inside of your neighbor's house and they, it's not the cleanest house, right? Like, you've seen it. you never been in that bad boy, but you've seen it. Would y'all, like, would y'all eat the food? It depends on what type of dirty we talking about. You got to go back to your, mom's, your mom's rule when she says you don't eat from nobody else's kitchen if they, <laughs> if they don't look yeah. clean enough. Thank yeah. you very much. Take the plate, take it to the house, and File <laughs> thirteen, baby. I think it's going in the trash. Maybe we can get, uh, maybe hey, we can listen, get fresh to throw this on hey, IG, man. As a question, just hey, hey Jay, but you can that. never say that you ate it. You got to come up with something for a reason why you ain't eat it. Because if you said you ate it, they gonna keep bringing it back. No, well, so that so already why, took it. Why, why don't we just do this right now? Drop why, it. Why don't, why don't we just go ahead and get it out? it, left it out drop. overnight. Hey, just I go- forgot about it. Left it out on the stove overnight. My bad. I'm sorry. I threw it away. I just thinking about right, it. Man, you can't do that, man. You can't. Right, right. Just, if you say he ate it, they gonna bring it back because he gotta tell him whether it was good listen, or bad. We just gonna right. do it. We just gonna get it out of the way right now. Live on the 13th floor. Jay, go get the plate. Are you gonna? <laughs> you wanna see it? <laughs> I wanna see it, and then I want you to t- just taste it. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> Negative. We can end this podcast right now. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, on 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best. <laughs> You're not going to taste it. Can we see it at least? That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that, that is, hey, you know what I mean? Wow. We, can, wow. we can move on to the wow. <laughs> What you really brought us together tonight for, Jay? What do we really get, come here for? Uh, and I just wanted y'all to take, man. Um, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if everybody's seen it or the viewers, if you guys have seen it. Um, Black Klansman. Hot fire. So, <laughs> boom shakalaka, right? But, uh, <laughs> no, so um, there is a scene at the end of it, spoiler alert, there's a scene at the end of it where, uh, I mean, I forgot her name, but she just, she basically told, uh, Ron, that she couldn't bang with him because he was a police officer. She felt like ultimately, she actually said the words, I feel like I can't sleep with the enemy. And just because he was a detective, even though he was down for the liberation of the people, right? He was down for, he was, he was obviously in support of the African-American culture. Um, she just felt as if, I'm sorry, she was the 
the student union, the, the president of the Black Student Union, and she just felt like she was sleeping with the enemy and she couldn't bang with him. So I just wanted to know what would y'all take on that? Like, is she justified in that? Or would they, do y'all agree with her because he's a police officer? Or do y'all feel like she kind of just too woke, if you will? I would say mm. she's probably too woke in the mindset that, that, that there's, there's different ways to approach a problem. And just like in the algebraic, algebraic, algebraic equation, you very, look at it from different ways. Um, and you got to be able to see, you know, how to get to the end. And if she's coming in directly with, oh, well, you're just a cop. That's all you see, which she did. You know, she's limiting her view. And the reason people get stuck in that cycle is because they don't limit their view and they don't grow. So it's always going to be a mindset that, that at that time of year, which is, this is in the six, seven or six, whatever it was, that co- all cops are bad. But if that were the case, then we would never have any black cops, black captains, black anyone now, because everyone would assume that you can't go in from the inside and treat that way. So, I agree with Faison. Um, There's multiple ways to attack the systemic issues that are prevalent amongst our community. Um, And I think the sooner we realize that as a collective, the quicker we can attack from all sides, surround the enemy, and, you know, (laughs) progress forward. Um, It's, I think it's a shame that we kind of force that divide on ourselves in those instances, because in my opinion, I think it's a little bit easier. I won't say it's very easy, but it's a little bit easier to infiltrate the system. <laughs> and <laughs> it's crazy. Travis Scott has this lyric in one of his songs off of Astroworld, but he's like infiltrate and then move in on your en- enemy randomly, but infiltrate the system and create the change from within because the system is designed to work a certain type of way. But something she also said in the movie is that you can't change the system from within because the white man, you know, that's what <laughs> that's what was said, and the, the white man uh, <laughs> will never give up his position of power. So in order for you to change the system from within, you would have to gain that position. They and won't she, give it up. She they said won't that give you, it up. So I, I, that, that caught my attention too. And I'm like, okay, so if you can't change it from within, then you have to attack it from, you know, from the outside in, from that, from that perspective. So you can yeah. create. Yeah. Go ahead, Faison. Mm-hmm. I don't cut you. No, off. I mean, I was saying, yes, she, that's where, that's where the mindset of, of that we can't win at all. And that's, 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 that's invalid. You can change from inside by taking over. I mean, there's, there's positions put in place and appointed by higher, higher authorities. Mm-hmm. So captains, you know, sergeants, all these things can move in and go through a process of that. That's the government too. People force that, oh, we'll never get a black president. Oh, we'll never get a black the judge. Oh, we'll never get a, and then you work your way up and you get that person. And then once that one person's there, oh, this is possible? Oh crap, let me go in from this side. Cause all that's all bullied upon. Everything, they, so it's like just the fact that, that she was stuck on that. We can't do this this way. We gotta go militant. We gotta go from outside. We gotta make all this noise and rattle the system. Instead of being a sneaky one that comes behind lines and pops the guy from the back of the head and say, we, now we got the spot. Like, you can't get, if you don't go for the king, you gotta go to kill. You can't go for the king yelling because it ain't gonna work. Yeah, and I think, so, if, so for me, I think it's, they're both necessary. Um, you know, you gotta attack this thing from all fronts. And to, to just think that you, you're going to just create <clears throat> and that be it, <clears throat> excuse me, when I believe that there is a certain level of, the system is already in place. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we just have a hard time using it to our advantage Mm -hmm. Uh, because when we are heavily involved in the system, you get wins like in St. Louis County where you got a county prosecutor change over after 25 years of the same mm-hmm. you you get wins like in atlanta where you have the i think the the mayor of atlanta was a female that just won not too long ago um you get barack obama as president you have all of the alabama another situation um where when we utilize our power to in the system we get the results that we need um i don't know i just can't see like that, that divide is just, it's, it's, it's terrible. And it's very, very like, it's hurting, it's hurtful because it, it stops so much progress. And it's just another thing that an oppressor can use against you. Yeah. So when I, I asked um, Jay, this is a quick question. So when I, I'm, I'm listening to everybody, cause I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, okay. And I'm not worried about the spoiler alert cause I'm just gonna watch a movie cause it's Spike Lee and it's Spike Lee joint and I gotta go see it regardless. Right, um, but when I look at the, I listen to the question you asked and I, I think about, first of all, that term woke, I'm getting tired of that joint. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of the way it's being used and what it stands for and people using it to Why? talk about any and everything under the sun. I'll get back to that second. I'm gonna get back to that second. So you know, it's using that, it's used as wake up, not woke, but go ahead. But so I'm, but as you go back to wake up, then you go back to school days. Right. And that's and, Spike, Spike Lee's thing. Wake up. So right. wake up, but the term woke that in the present tense is a whole nother caveat that, that people are taking way too far. But anyway, so when you talk about she couldn't rock with him no more, is it, do you think it's because of the, his profession and what it stands for? Do you think it's his personality and what he did personally? Do you think it's just her, her vision, her perception of the position and not the person? Oh, it was definitely position. It wasn't. It wasn't really the person because, like, for everything that he was before she found out he was a detective, she was mm-hmm. banging with him. Like, she she was rocking with him. Everything was cool. But when she found that out, and she asked him if if he turned in his uh, letter of resignation for the you know the police department, and he said no. Ever since he was a kid, he wanted to be a cop. You know, and she said, you know, then, you know, we can't really move forward together. I feel like I'm sleeping with the enemy. So it was definitely position, not not the person himself. Okay, so I'm listening to everybody thinking that the infiltration of the system. And, and I go through this whole mindset. I'm just listening to everything going on. And then I come right back to a present day situation where you got Omarosa. And I'm making parallels to that situation in her and the house. And maybe I'm stretching too far here. Maybe I'm stretching too far, but she was on she was on the Ricky Smiley show on Friday, and I'm actually glad I caught it because I got a um, a more in depth look than I've ever heard from her before. And all I hear really, because I don't I don't research her, I don't really I've heard things about her, but I don't really hear her. Um, and I wasn't gonna go by the book, but I'm actually interested in what she's saying. Um, after I heard her on Ricky Smiley, she was on there for about 35, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, on Friday morning, her, Jeff Johnson, Ricky, and the whole team was just going back and forth about things that people calling her a sellout. Um, mm-hmm. And the backlash she was getting receiving while she was there, but now infiltrating the system. Um, from her perspective, we listened to what she, her reasoning, why she decided to join, and 
go into the house and what her mission was, what her goal was to do while she was there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then people kind of welcomed her back because of the light she can shed now on the system from the inside. So I kind of see the infiltration. I have a huge problem with that because everything was all good when, you know, she was in the good graces. As soon as she gets booted out, that's when she wants to start blowing her whistle. Well, so, that's that's the problem. As far as I understand, you know, I mean? and that was, the, and that's what the that's what the perceived <laughs> perception. Is. But her her whole thing of why she went there to begin with, she said, because Jeff Johnson asked her, so what did you, what was your intentions when you joined? What what did you believe you could get done? And she said, nobody has ever asked her that question. She's always had the force to answer. People don't want to hear that question. So when she was the highest ranking African-American within the cabinet, within the, not cabinet, I'll take that back. That's the wrong word. The, um, uh, what's the? I think, I think you it was, it, right. not cabinet, but. It was the cabinet. It was her, her, the advisors. Yeah. The advisors. So her goal there was to, no matter what you believe, Republican or Democrat or independent or a variation of, of everything combined, her goal was to be the voice or be a and to bring another viewpoint that could sway and bring light to decisions that were being made. Because the worst her thing was um, the worst thing could happen was no representation at all but to be in was, those conversations. So now I, I wish I had known we was going to get on Amarosa because I would have been able to do a little bit. I don't, and I don't want to take it too left field because I want to stick to it, but yeah, I kind of draw parallels. That's, yeah. So I, I watched her. I, I, I Got to see her on on the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and you know he mm-hmm. brings comedy in, but he also brings in some serious questions. He asked her, he's like, I mean, he talked about, you know, why did you do that? Why why would you go inside a process? She said that she had to. Why get the tapes now? I've been collecting the tapes since day one because I knew that I needed to protect myself once I was done. Um, it's always been a long term plan, and if if you're gonna come for me. I will be, she says, if anyone's going to come attack her or she should be feared, she shouldn't fear anything because if a bear is going to attack her, you should, you should be afraid for the bear, not her. So I'm always the, the care, taking care of myself, looking forward to the next step. So Amarosa is a very smart woman. Like she's not stupid. She right. may play this role and blah, blah, but she, she went in there knowing. She went in there just like, you know, um, uh, Hoover sent people in to watch Mark of the King and to watch Malcolm X and, and all these people were watching, you know, and infiltrating the you know the black movement, the Black Panther movement, she knew what she was doing. Now, Grant, it didn't go to that extreme, but she got the information intel she needed to say, "Hey, guys, what, here it is. Like this is what's going on inside, and you may you may see the TV, you may see um, you know the president do this and so forth, but here's what's actually happening inside this crazy place, and that's what's needed. And it is it's going to it's giving it could be a two edged sword because this could make anyone who supports and wants to move forward with with president." Uh, to, to really say, all right, well, it's fine. He got this, we understand. Or it can be, hey, like, this is the time for you to change. You literally have three years left to get everyone together and say, we have this information now that we know is going to go inside of it. But if she hadn't got fired, it would have came out in four years. This is going to come out at some point in time before the next election. It just happened that Kelly went in and did this spitefully now before later on. But it was going to happen. It would be a bigger book. So the intentions, but you got the We're intentions there. behind it. Was always there. Was always there. That's, and that's when I go back to the position or the mm-hmm. person. So when you talk about the his position, um, and I forget you said his name was because that what's the name Kelly, again? Ke- Kelly, 
Oh, oh, oh Ron, oh, oh, Ron. 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 So Ron, his Ron position, Ron. his position stood for something she couldn't stand. His position stopped her, prevented her from seeing beyond the person mm. and what the potential was. Mm-hmm. And when I draw the parallel. I was going to say, well, not only that, I think because she knew how the department operated or had a really good idea because he was a pawn. He was used mm-hmm. as a token. And yeah. when they had the opportunity, they did snatch every little bit of freedom or whatever. I mean, he did a great job at what he was uh, assigned to do. Mm-hmm. But the, the system, again, you know, clamps down on that and is like, all right, yeah. no more. That's it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You got enough information. Now we're going to stop it because you're going right. to so but at the same, it was it was it was some decent people in there at the same time. So I think that you know what they, the problem is when when we do, what they do to us. I think that that's the problem. You know what I mean? When you when you just classify everybody as this one thing, and then they then retaliate as when they do when when we get the same thing done to us. That's frustrating. But it's like if you group all cops in that ballpark, then it's like well how can you really get upset? You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily agree with her saying, oh, you know, I can't, I, I'm sleeping with the enemy. Cause at the end of the day, everything he did was for us. So it's well, like, he just, he just, the tactics weren't the same, but it's like, it's like the ends justify the means. And that means. Let's do let's make double advocate. So, so during, during the movie, there was a scene where there's the, the one cop who is clearly racist and clearly took advantage of, um, you know, the, his power and he's like, I will shoot you in the face. I don't care. Like I, I'm a white cop and nothing you can do about it. He even says this too, to the Ron, the actual black cop right in front of him. And, you know, yes, the cops will come in and they did that, but they had the brotherhood that, Hey, well, we know he's a bad cop. We know he's this, but we, we can't think about it because it's a brotherhood of trust. Thanks. So Thanks. at some point in time, you're going to group them, get them together, even though he's a new guy coming in, but she only seeing that, Hey, like, you know what happened, and yeah, he's still on the force. Like, how how can you now? I can't rock with you as a cop, you as a person, but you as a cop, I can't, and I can't separate you two apart because you now are living in that lie of, oh, I'm going to protect the brotherhood, not protect people. In the mindset. So there are two ways to look at that story from her point of view. I, I don't sense. think that it was okay for her to say that you know that's just the end because it's just I can't deal with it. But here's why I can't do this process and allow him to say, well. I'm working on this because if she had waited a little longer, she would have saw the process. And you know that this happened afterwards because this is after the whole situation happened. He, she still saw that he had the ability to make a change, but she still didn't want the change to happen. It wasn't fast enough for her. It wasn't big enough. It's still, well, it doesn't matter. You're still wearing blue. So that's the problem. Right, right. Mm. So the, the, the movie has very many, many layers uh, in this movie. And there, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot to see. And if you haven't seen this movie, you know, it's it's a great movie to watch. I mean, Spike Spike kick kick butt made a a great movie um, that I think everyone should see. And and it was very interesting to see that you know the the mixed colors and like I said before the mixed colors in the movie um, just to wake up and see and see that you know after the movie ends, like no one's moving. The movie was silent. No one moved. No one said right, anything. Right. Everyone was looking and waiting to see who would get up first. And you know, you look around, you see a lot of a lot of white faces, like you know, in my area Indian faces, just seeing it going, wow, okay, it's a lot because that tie at the end, mm-hmm. the very, very end end, yeah, like, the brings, it, brings it back to like right now and like, yo, like it's like us against everyone, and us mean like good people versus right. bad people. It's not like <laughs> color, it's like us against them, and how are we gonna make sure that we 
tackle this process and tackle hate because everyone's getting hurt now. Like it's not just black people anymore. It's I mean a bigger a bigger system. Everyone's getting hurt. Uh, right. Unfortunately, we're just the face of a lot more. But you know, everyone's taking the blunt. Mm. Oh, yeah, Spike. <laughs> DJ, going back to one of your original statements or yeah. earlier statements. I'm sorry. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Destiny side, which was interesting because she was hanging out with uh, a non-African American while we were in Cleveland. So the question was, you went to see it with? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. As an 18 year old, she didn't get that deep into it. So it's <laughs> yeah, the conversation mm-hmm. might be might get a, a little approval from pops. Oh, uh, for what? <laughs> oh, girls, friends, girls, girls. Oh, it's girls, it's girls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You said movie and you know Caucasian. You know, I thought you know. Nah, we nah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, BJ. You mentioned uh, you take issue with the whole term "woke" and you know what that means and how it's used today. Why is that? I understand the the intention, but it's become this somehow measurable trait of a person mm-hmm. um, that, and first of all, I don't understand how it's measurable. Um, that's the, that's my first thing with it. Um, compare somebody's wokeness to somebody else's wokeness and I'm more woke than you or you're not woke enough or it, it's just the way, the way it's been used and turned around. So first of all, they use the media. Um, I go back to, and I, I don't get me wrong, I love the series Dear White People. Um, but that's when I first started hearing it and seeing it used. And I'm like, why, why are we doing this? Um, and it made me listen to it and look at print more closely when people are doing it. I say print, uh, social media. Um, so somebody will say, you're not woke if, if, if your, your viewpoints are different from there. Um, but my, my thing was woke implies that at some point in time, something was dormant or something was sleep. So if, if and I, and I hate to say it's a, a generational thing, but I say more millennials with the terms more now, but millennials are experiencing something that the latter half of the previous generation, I don't know what is termed anymore because this whole generation jump to jump has, has been, mm-hmm. it's been crazy over the years. But anyway, the, la- the la- latter of the previous generation have gone through life where the technology has brought all these events to light, right? Um, I saw something from Will, I think it was Will Smith earlier, but it was like a race, racism didn't get um, Racism didn't increase. Video recording has increased. Right. Video capture increased. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. it's not like things weren't happening. There was just no record of things happening before. Um, not as broad as it is today. Um, so there was a generation, time and generation that people weren't experiencing things. They were sheltered from different things. Now that things are in light, this current generation is more aware of what's going on. Um, but they had no experience with it before. I'll go to our age group. JDC, you're how old? 27. 27? So I'm not even gonna include you in that number. I'm gonna say 35 and up. 
35 and up, it depends on, again, it depends on where you're raised, depending on what situations, um, whether you're born in the North, you spend time in the South, different interactions you had, your experiences shaped um, your approach to life, your, your reaction to different situations, your interaction with people. Now, again, that doesn't say those, the younger generation does not, did not have those experiences, but their exposure to a lot of those, our generation started keeping people, try to enclose them in the capsule and keep them away from that stuff. So it's not a, they become awake because they were asleep from it. It's like your exposure just wasn't there. And the 35, 40 year old now that are here, people are saying, well, they're, they're not as aggressive as they need to be. Um, or they're too caught up in the business world or professional world to challenge the system. That's where I take shape at because our approach, my approach, I'll use me, for example, my approach to challenge system is not um, that I have to get out with a sign and march somewhere every time to protest or I have to get out and um, have a rally to do something. I use my position, my, my education, my contacts, whatever, to do whatever I need to do from my point of view. Education be the top, top point of view right now for me. So I'm not going to, I don't need to, I don't feel the need to stand out and protest or do it. I'll say my piece, whatever, but I'm changing from a systematic point of view, how I see equity with schools and children of color in the United States, specifically in Florida right now, um, in South Florida. But how I do that is my approach to the situation of how I see the system changing. Cause we can do this and we can have protest rallies, but until we figure out how to change the system, all of these are just actions that we're just isolating each other instead of pulling each other together like we've been doing it, we used to do back in the day. So I, I, I put, I wanna continue on contrast and challenge a little bit for a second. Um, the, the first thing I'll say is, um, I, I, yes, I agree with you. I, I am over, I put it in, the, in our group chat we have, I'm over marches. They, they, I think they do nothing. It's, I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's a waste of time. Does it bring awareness and, 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 and put it on the news? Yeah, but that, that dies out. There has to be a way to interact and do things silently. No, things happen and you can do things without making all the noise. I think the problem we've always seen with, you know, the, the, um, uh, the lower number, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of, but when you are under, underrepresented, um, that you always want to scream loud and do the marches and walk on the street and do everything else process that. But that doesn't, that allows you to have that one moment in time. But then what happens afterwards? Instead of building, building an organization that runs or building the, the community that's going to go forward to process and, and, and then make things happen. And I'm going to use the Asian community as an example. You never ever see, unless it's like a, this is for like their New Year's Day or some kind of celebration, which that should be marched and a cool thing for in parades. If there's a problem, that thing is handled internally, it is locked in place, and movements happen. Like, tell me the last time you heard an issue with an Asian community that they publicly did something on in a big stance, or they just made change happen in the background. And, I, and this is crazy because it came from Lil Duval. I think we have turmoil internally to, to handle it internally. I don't know if we, if we're strong enough, we have a strong enough infrastructure to do something like that. That's you know what I mean? Cause like we have, we have that conflict. 
that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. So the whole point is, Buck, is that we got left, left Johnny, Johnny Dugard over here wanting to go out and he wants to have this big march. And then you have you no know, Bobby background person in the back saying, oh, no, I'm going to do this. Names, and everyone is always trying to do something different instead of saying, listen, we need to come together and let's say, all right, this is the plan. Like, all right, if, if, if cops are coming into our neighborhoods, for instance, and they are shooting down, you know, our people in here. Okay, cool. We need to get together. We need to get some of you guys need to get into the academy. We got to change this internally. Or right, we need some of you guys to get into government so we can get this going forward. Or right, we got to get people on, on street walk. Like, you do this all in silence and movement. Nothing needs to be said out loud. Because once you say it out loud, now you've given your playbook away and you lose. Like, stop talking and start making action. The action is where it comes into play. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't hear anything about you know, doing uh, um, Bill Belichick telling his playbook. No, because that's all internal. These are all things that we, it's the knowledge that we need to do and take that can make things happen. Like, you, it's just the way things are, but we've always been, I'm going to be the loudest voice in the room. We're going to take our plans. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And then once we're ready to do it, you're already blocked because they already know, here you're, okay, they're going to be on this block, this corner, stop them here, put the guards up, don't go any further than this. You're going to, okay, you're going to go for a march? Cool. Give me your permit for the march. I want to know where you're going, what corner you're going to go to, how people you're going to have there. All right, great. Now your stops. It, again, all about the show, and, and, and but nothing's going on after it's done. It, it dissipates, and then you go back to your life, and you go, oh, man, what should happen? So and it's just going forward. So, so that's that part of it. And then the, 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 the woke part and the waking up and the mindset behind that, I think you're, you're totally right, BJ. It's, it has been overused and overplayed, and I think that it's taken its own life, like Black Lives Matter has taken its own life. There are so many different chapters of Black Lives Matter, of you know, the extreme, and then, then there, it's like all kinds of levels of this process of where it originally started from. And I think the wake up part was like, hey, know where you are, but understand that you have to go where you want to get to because you want to get there. You're not going to get help from this person. If you are going into corporate, corporate structure, know that you're not going to get the same, same benefits that they have over there. You may have to work a little bit harder. So wake up and work a little bit harder to make sure that you aren't doing things that's going to inhibit you from moving past that barrier. Break that glass. As, don't assume it's going to be broken for you. That's, I think, behind it is the wake-up mindset that originally started for it, but it's, big, it's been cluttered and watered down and used so much, now it became like, you know, a, just a saying that's being mixed in and why you're like, I'm sick of it because it's being used for everything it's supposed to be what it was for. I disagree. From, that's where we are. That's good. Uh, uh, being a part of that younger generation, I think, you know, it's, it's not just awareness of what's going on. You know, we got the video cameras and things of that nature, but it's self-awareness. And I think I can say from my own personal experience, the way that I was raised is probably a little bit different than the way BJ, Mike, and I want to say Coach K, but Faison. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were raised, and I, I don't know, but, um, you know, that wokeness, it kind of happened for me over time, and it was in – my more of my adult years where I started to understand who I was and where I came from and the power that I wielded. And I feel like the reason that you see it used so much at this point is because this generation is falling into that. Whereas you all lived that, you all lived Rodney King, you know, you lived uh, apartheid, you lived or your parents are very close to civil rights. Mm -hmm. Ours weren't. And so what we were taught in books doesn't necessarily align with what actually happened if we were even taught it in the books. So because we now are, are starting to wake up 
and, and understand who we are and where we come from, that's why you, you see it so much. Now, it becomes an issue when, as you said, they, we start to designate levels and start to put ourselves on a pedestal because we have a little bit more information and knowledge than the next person instead of sharing that information and knowledge in order right. to you know, lift up the next person. Um, you know, I hate to hear <clears throat> some of these super woke individuals go on and on about things. Um, and I think that might be a little bit of where your frustration may lie, BJ, because I see it as well. You'll have somebody go on this super long rant and completely <laughs> miss the mark with you know, what they probably should have been discussing because they're so woke and they understand the issue. 10 levels above everybody else when it's just like nah man like bring yourself down a little bit mm -hmm. maybe if you explained it to us and you know showed me the books that you read and i could mm -hmm. come to that level of understanding on my own instead of trying to set yourself apart and again divide us where we don't need to be divided like it should mm -hmm. be shared effort so, so i i i i i couldn't i can't disagree with you i i i, I totally see where you're coming from and I, that makes sense to me um but I want to play, refer back to a conversation I was having a couple weeks ago too with an administrator at a at a college, um, where we were talking minority students on campus, specifically African American students, um, and the last few years with everything that's been going on in the media, um, everything going on in the world, same with that, but it's been publicized through the media, um, how. You got HBCUs, you got your PWIs predominantly white institutions for anybody. I had somebody stop me the other day. They said, why did I say PWI? They had no idea what I was talking about. So I had to break it down. Um, so you got you got the U. You got U and Mr. PWI. Let's take um, Howard. You got a FAM. You got all these other HBCUs around, around the, the country. Um, and everybody comes to these institutions of higher learning. I'm going to say that again. Institutions of higher learning. No matter which level you're at, PWI, HBCU, with different experiences and different reactions, different family upbringings, different family makeups, different ex just experiences in life in general that you're bringing to this campus. Now, what happened um, is that we've been pushing education so much. And I'm not, again, education, my thing, I'm not trying to downplay it, whatever. We've been pushing education so much and reaching these highest heights. So either you're going to, you're going to a HBCU. I've got some parents that tell me you got no choice but to go to HBCU. Hmm. And I got some, some parents that I know that say, you're not going to HBCU, you're going to a PWI because for them, it's a status symbol, right? It's a, it's a way to prove that we're beyond this or we can beyond that. And, and I'm not here to compare PWIs to HBCUs. That's a whole nother thing. I think we can take on and get some people from HBCUs on, on too. That's a topic. Um, I've had heated debates about um, people getting their feelings too much over there. But anyway, um, to make a long story short, so so the, the conversation got to the point where it was this generation, the last few years with everything coming on light and a Black Lives Matter movement was the, the kickoff to this art, to this conversation. Um, reaction of students to the Black Lives Matter on campus. This was the first time students had to feel uh, that PWI had felt that they had to establish a presence of themselves because of what they heard and what they saw of their peers around campus. 
So they never had a situation where um, they had to be the forefront and telling the message or establishing that this is real. And because what they're hearing from their other peers, their non-minority peers, no matter if you're talking about Caucasian, Asian, um, even Caribbean, African Caribbean, didn't have the same perspective. <laughs> but the, it came down to they felt they had to assert themselves and make their presence, make the message known on this campus, on campuses around this, this country. Um, and that was the first time they saw their white counterparts, their Hispanic counterparts on the other side, looking at them like they were totally like, mm. what is wrong with you? Where'd you come from? Where did all this blackness come from? They had never been confronted with a situation like this before. So they got to the point where they felt like the extremists. They got felt to the point where they had to exert some type of a forceful tactic to it. Um, and again, I'm not saying in every situation that wasn't right because there's certain situations around some of these campuses happen around the last few years that most definitely some type of, I don't say a force, a, a, a level of assertiveness had to be asserted that we are here. You're going to listen to us and we are part of this community. You're taking our money just like you're taking everybody else. You're going to listen to what we have to say. Right. But that, again, that does not separate or make you on a, put you on a pedestal uh, that you're more woke or, you're more involved in the struggle than somebody else who's working a nine to five, somebody else who's at a HBCU um, or vice versa. So all, all these different components come together. And again, they've got this tiered system. It's, it's like crazy to me of levels of wokeness, if you will, um, to kind of put people in place uh, or, or how they're perceived or how your message is even received by others depend on where you tier at in this level, at this le in these levels. So it's, it's just crazy to me. That's like an unfortunate part of society though. You know, like right. you only have a certain level of credibility that goes along with what you can speak and know. Uh, go ahead, Jay. Uh, I was gonna say, I think that, that no matter what we put out, no matter what term we put, because aware and woke, or uh, it's, the same, it's, it's synonymous, you know what I mean? Right. You can, it's, you, you're having an awakening. I didn't mm, I disagree with that. I totally disagree well, when, with that. When you, when you become aware of something, it's a, an awakening of new information. You know what I mean? Like you, you re, you're becoming more aware of it. Or you, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it can, I think they could be used interchangeably, maybe lightly, but it's the I think they could be, but I think it's, it's not happening right now. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But that's due to the whole tier system. And I think no matter what okay. we put out there, society, like Brett said, is going to do that. You know what I mean? Like there, because people, there's insecurities amongst people that just feel like I have to have more than you because whatever you have is not enough, whatever the case may be. But I think that, you know, when you do have a, a true awakening of who, who you are as an individual, then you don't look at the, the next person as competition or you don't feel like you have to have uh, more, more power over that individual. You just enjoy who you are, you know? So, uh, but no, I, I agree with what you're saying though, definitely with the whole term being uh, misconstrued for what it, was a, the original uh, intent of it, but I, I do think that it's a great term if it's used in the in the correct context. It could be received very well. Agreed. So if you're listening out there, man, let us know what you think. You know, is it such term? How do you feel about the whole too woke versus you know not woke enough and uh, you know the tier level? What are your experiences? Drop us a line, hit us in the comments, or, or tag us on all social media at Thirteenth Floor, please. And let us know what you think about the situation. Yeah. Uh, 
before we get out of here, I got J Dace, I gotta get the fit tip, and then I gotta get Phazon's corner. So I'm going to Phazon first, man. What you got for us this week? All right. So we're gonna talk about building confidence since you're on that that platform right now. Uh here we go. Let your children overhear you saying complimentary things about them to other adults. Oh man, that's big, man. You remember how like I remember my grandma. <laughs> it's like when you do something bad, like they just gotta tell the whole freaking world, mm-hmm. man. It's like, yo, why are you embarrassing me? Like I know I went to bed right. last night, man. You don't gotta tell Miss Sally <laughs> right. down the street right. that I went to bed last exactly. night. Exactly, exactly. But you tell you tell them that you, you know you, you did well, you opened your own business, you sold this much in lemonade last night. Right. Like you're a business person, right. like you right. you have the sense of knowledge and you say it loud enough for them to hear you, but not loud enough for them to know. You're trying to let them do is where it is. And that builds that self-awareness, self-confidence that, hey, you know what? I, I can do good things. I Psychologically. Positive yep. reinforcement, no doubt. Exactly, yep. man. It works wonders. It works wonders. Sure, it is, sure. man. What you got fit tip this week, baby? All right, yo. So if you, um, if you like for me, I know I love the protein shake thing, right? So, you know, if you, you're in a gym, you're hitting the protein shake, right? But there is a difference between not all protein shakes are created equal, if you will. Right, so there's there's a casein protein, there, there's a casein whey protein, and then there's a whey protein isolate. And you want to use them strategically. So if you're looking for a meal replacement, casein whey protein is the way to go because there's a slow di- digestion and there's a slow release of the amino acids so that you're getting that quality and you're getting a sense of uh, fullness longer. If you get the whey protein isolate, that's more so used for post-workout because it's a quick release of amino acid. It's that um, you get that quick protein synthesis so that you're getting that that nutrients strictly to strict I'm sorry sent directly to your muscles post-workout so you want to use these interchangeably but you want to use them strategically so you get the most bang for your buck and um, you just look at the bottle it'll probably say it more than likely it'll say it under the protein so you get casein whey protein if you're looking for a meal replacement and protein isolate for a post-workout uh, you know quick 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 snack I didn't even know I was doing the right thing, but I'm definitely a, a protein isolate kind of guy. Jay, do you have any recommended brands of these? Oh, uh, Gold Standard, um, Gold Standard Whey Protein, Gold Standard 100 percent is the is um definitely like a, the a, Gold Standard. The Gold Standard. I don't even know how else to say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. personally use Six Six Star Pro Nutrition, Six Star Pro Plus Nutrition. Um, that one is actually a, a casein isolate blend. So you get the the slow digestion part of it, but you also get the, um, you know, you get the you get the quick you know protein synthesis release in there as well. I use that one, but you know you can find that one out at Walmart. The Gold Standard, I think that's they sell that at GNC. Just depend on what you want to do for it. Um, for me, it's kind of different because I use protein shakes as more of like a, I can use those as like a snack just due to my calo- my caloric intake because I'm trying to bulk. Mm-hmm. Some people use it as a meal replacement, so. If you're looking for the meal replacement, you definitely want to get the casein just because it, it has that more of the nutrients. It's better served there. And then you want to, you know, like I said, the isolate is more so designed for the uh, the post-workout joint. And if our listeners want to get more tips, they want to know the difference between, you know, the protein shake or getting that raw protein out of your chicken breast and things of that nature. Right, right, right. Where can they get connected with you at, Jay? Uh, no doubt, man. Follow me on IG at, at jdace encourages or j- at jdace underscore encourages or shoot me a uh, line at uh, info at, j- at jdace encourages dot com. Info at jdace encourages dot com. Let's connect. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Mike D, BJ, y'all got anything you want to add before we get up out of here? Mm. 
<laughs> been great. You've been great today, Mike. Right, right, right. Love your presence on the podcast. Bravo. Hey, listen, <laughs> dropped, I, I, heard, I heard the voice a couple of times drop in the background something mm-hmm. quickly. <laughs> if you want to hear more from Mike D, the old bro on the podcast, let him know. <laughs> give him a comment and say, Mike D, you don't speak enough, but when you do speak, you drop wisdom, man. Somebody uh, send him some information about those those sticks. The <laughs> 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 sticks. The sticks. This, no, this never reacts. Oh, can you get uh, NFL Network on, on one of those oh. sticks? Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Got you, Mike. Don't worry. We're about to end it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not subscribed already, make sure you get uh, subscribed with us. iTunes, Google Play, catch the videos on YouTube, Vimeo, we on SoundCloud, anywhere you're listening to your podcast, we on Spotify too. Get connected with us, the 13th floor. If you want to follow us on IG, Facebook, at uh, 13th floor, please shoot us a line, leave us a comment. If you love it, like it, dislike it, whatever. We take feedback. We're not sensitive. We want yeah. it all. Okay. Give us some suggestions of shows too, man. Yeah, because I, I just wrote down that HBCU versus PWI. So if you think you big balling and you went to an HBCU and you want to come on the show and talk about it with all us PWIs, let me see what you got. I'm out here trying to kill mosquitoes with some axes. So, <laughs> nah, for real, though, we done out here on the 13th floor, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best. But the views are amazing. Get well, Z. Love you, dog. Yeah. 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 The 13th floor. Ha! Somebody did it. Thank you. I was going to drop it, but I was like, dang, I don't want to say the wrong number. The 13th floor. I think it's.